Well, Dan, welcome to Inroads. Thank you so much for joining us. We've talked about the nature and the spirit of these conversations being about your leadership story, but mostly about who you are and the person that you were when you were raised all the way through to today and some of the characteristic traits that you feel like helped bring you to the success that you've had. So let's start. Tell me a little bit about you and where you're at in your journey today. For sure. So Dan Cross is my name. Uh, born in Chicago, raised in Carbondale, Illinois, which is south of Chicago. Um, I'm the oldest of five, four boys, one girl, raised by my father, Daniel Curtis Cross Sr., okay. my mom, Lillian Cross, uh, by way of Chicago. So grew up in Illinois, able to, to get a scholarship to go to University of Florida, where I played basketball there. Yeah. I was able to accomplish some really you know, cool things Your at stats. the University of yes. Florida, okay. and that has been my stepping stone to, to life. Uh, I've been able to meet some, not only have really cool teammates, yeah. right, um, that were from all over the world, but have really good friends that were all from all over the world. Yeah. And that allowed my journey to continue all over the world through okay. the game of basketball. So I've lived in 11 different countries, Italy, Greece, Turkey, Finland, Cyprus, Venezuela, wow. Israel. So I've been a cha- I've, I've seen life at yeah. its finest. And lots of different cultures. Back to going from Chicago to Florida and having different teammates from different Culture states. Shop. Then you start moving around the world and yes. you add all that into your experience. Yes. So all of these ingredients became a culture shock, yeah. which is, again, a part of this this life suit, right, that yeah. you want to get a taste of, right? That's kind of what I, how I look at it. Not only the cultures, but the religions, mm-hmm. you know, the the races, you know, yeah. which you find out that, you know, what people think about America, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, versus, you know, the rest of the world. Um, and it makes you to appreciate America, yeah. but it also makes you to see a lot of the, the stains yeah. And the sins not of America and other countries as well. So just to be exposed to, to that life, it opened my, my mind up to, you know, to a world that is actually pretty small. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how that works where you think that the center is here and as you continue to grow out and you get those different perspectives and paradigm yeah. shifts that it really it's really interesting to see how that can shape shift and elevate For your sure. scope, not only of yourself, but of other people. For sure. So partly into then what are you doing today? Yeah. So I, uh, I run a foundation called Athlete Connections Foundation. I founded that about 16 years ago, okay. just through my own transitions of life and sports and the business behind sports. So, you know, the mission behind that is utilize sports to teach kids life skills. Yes. So we provide not only the life skills portion, but the opportunity for kids to play a particular sport. In this case, it's basketball, mm-hmm. which allows me to find the blueprint and get these kids off to, to college. And what was the inspiration for you to do that once you were done with your basketball career? Someone had done it for me. Ah, a village okay. had done it for me. Okay. And so when you understand where you come from, when you understand the people that helped you along the way that did not have to help you, yeah. when you understand struggle, and in this case, you know, my parents that are raising five kids, yeah. and they needed help, oh, yeah. right? And that dynamic hasn't changed. When you understand that there are no... there. The, the likelihood of a child being in a two-parent home is mm-hmm. not the normality anymore, right? right? Um, so you're, you're adding these different um, experiences that I've gone through, again, just to pay it forward. Yeah. And so this is my way 
of therapy, first of all, sure. of being around the game, how I choose to be around the game, impacting life, how I choose to impact mm-hmm. life, not being dictated to, but being able to dictate to life what I want to do, how I choose to impact the people that I identify with the most. So where do you think along your journey you built and cultivated those characteristics? Do you think it's nature versus nurture? Do you think that it was some of the experiences that you had to endure and all that travel? Where do you think some of those traits and beliefs that you have in being able to connect that forward and pay pay it back, but also appreciate the roots where you came from? So I'll first, my instincts, they struggle. Okay. What I've gone through, struggling through life to try to figure out life struggling through life to f- how to figure out how to be a parent yeah right struggling in life how to figure out how to be a single father mm-hmm. right struggling in life uh where you've painted this american picture mm-hmm. of the the marriage that the 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 home the the picket fence right and realizing that that just may not be my journey yeah. right but i've gone through it right and i understand that i can either i can i can I can feel bad about what I've gone through, or I can make the most out of what I've gone through. Yeah. Right? Once you understand that, so I'm a sore loser. <laughs> I hate to lose. I don't know. You seem like you have a great disposition about you. Well, once you struggle, you understand life humbles you. Yeah. Right? Once you've reached the top, life also humbles you. Right? How so? In what way? Uh, you, you figure out that you can't win all the time. Mm-hmm. You figure out, like, I, it didn't take me a week to learn how to dribble a basketball. Like, it took me a long time to master how mm. to dribble a basketball, how to shoot a basketball, how to work well with others. So life doesn't give me any discounts whatsoever, sure. mm-hmm. right? I look for these same coaches. I look for these same teammates, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's the purpose of happiness, right mm-hmm. or the pursuit of happiness sure. that i think everybody looks for it just doesn't come easy yeah. so that has been my um, and then i don't listen too well I, I don't listen to instruction all the time so when you have all these things life will mold you yeah in a way to where okay life will listen to you but you also have to listen to life as well so how did you come to terms to know that you for example weren't a good listener did did somebody tell you that or did you just pick that up over time and then i'm sure there's a period of realizing it but then owning it and then figuring out how to take that and utilize it for all the things you want to accomplish great question i'm very goal oriented okay so when you're goal oriented and you're focused everybody doesn't always believe and what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So um, whether it's a coach, even a parent, mm-hmm. uncle, grandmother, everybody has their own vision for what they believe you should do. Yeah. So once I've heard what everybody else thinks I should do yeah. versus what I believe I should do, like God gave me this vision. Right. God didn't give this vision to anyone else. Right. So I'm not expecting anyone else to understand my vision. But as you, when you're young, you're, you're yeah. told to do what, what you're told to do or right. asked to do, whether from as a parent or an adult. I just, I didn't always adhere to authority. Mm-hmm. And then once I understood what authority really meant, it, it freed me. What does it, what does it really mean to you? It means that I choose to do what's in my best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, as a father, in my kid's best interest as a young man, what's in the best interest for my business. Mm -hmm. I surround myself and I ask God for wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. when I'm listening to others. What can I pick up from? I don't have to believe everything that they have to say, but what can I pick up from, right? right, That can help me. And if if it doesn't help me, then I have to be strong enough to say, 
that doesn't help me. Mm -hmm. They may have wished me the best. They, they may not have wished me the best or wanted the best for me. Yeah. So that's the part of life, right, that you, you just have to figure out. And it comes with a lot of failure. Yes. Again, so. what I like that you said the word listen, because I think it's not only listening to the inputs around you, but it's also listening to your own internal yes. voice and the vision that you have for your life, but also keeping the counter check to make sure that you're living to that most authentic self. And that takes listening to so many different inputs. Yes. And so along that way, setting up the boundaries and, and really standing strong and convicted in that especially when you might not know because you don't know until you're actually there is is it really the right thing how is it going to pan out and shake out and it sounds like you just mentioned failures so what would you say might be some failure that you really didn't expect or that happened that either may have tried to throw you off or reinforce some of these beliefs uh, unfortunately life has my life's journey will most likely always experience some type of failure. Mm -hmm. It's just part of my learning experience. Yeah. Because I choose to do things most of the time my way. Uh-huh. Which means I either have to be a better listener. Yeah. Or I have to figure out this particular path that I'm on. Yeah. I run straight. And when I run straight, I run straight at full steam. Yeah, yeah. Run hard. Don't yeah. always slow down when I may need to. Then always get off at an exit, you know, the gas up to refuel or yeah. to refresh my memory yeah. or refresh my mind as I need to. I just know I need to to run to this goal. Yeah. So I, I think you know what I am learning and what I what I have learned is to go with what my heart mm -hmm. and my instinct tells me. Mm -hmm. You said a voice. Listen to a voice. It's actually voices mm. that I listen to, but the voices aren't always good voices. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Yeah, right. But the voices can be emotional voices. It can be a, a voice of fear. Yeah, right. It can be a, a voice of doubt. Mm -hmm. Right. It can be a voice of motivation. Right. Yeah. So I put all of these voices into their own respective boxes. Right. Right. And the, and the voices that. I am fearful of because I'm also fearful fearful of failure, mm -hmm. right? I identify with I identify with them, but I I understand that these are emotions, right? right? Mm -hmm. And when you understand that they're emotions and you can control these emotions, let me do what I can control, right? Right? And what I can control, I just leave it up like life, universe, yeah. God, yeah. my surroundings to help push me through these learning experiences in time for what success should be defined as. I think one of the things that makes this story and what you've been through so uniquely interesting is when you talk about looking at the different or listening to the different voices, there are certain people that suppress or ignore them because they fear failure. So they bury the failure voice because they don't want to have to face what that feeling might be in anticipation of it actually happening. So they tunnel vision and overextend in one emotion or another. But you're saying that you look at them all they all belong in their own place, and then you can choose which one's back to being most aligned with you and that goal that you're running towards. For sure. I can imagine with your growing up uh, with all those brothers and sisters and you being the oldest, but also throughout your career and, and being in the court, that there is a sense of competition. So if we were on these roads that we're on and you're in a traffic jam, everybody's headed to the same place at the same time, what, what does competition mean for you and, and how have you handled that in life as it relates to your achievements? Well, it started with family. Okay. Being the oldest of five, there's competition in a home daily. Yeah. Right? Whether it's a competition to be at the table first for food, mm -hmm. if there's a competition where we have a chance to race yeah. or out on a basketball court, football field, tennis court, church, yeah. school, everything became competition. 
So it always allowed me to be in position, not only to lead, but I never wanted to get beat. Mm -hmm. So that carries over to life. It carried over to my, from playing in parks to gyms. Yeah. When you're the oldest or when you're perceived to be the best or you know you have this talent, everyone wants to come after you, Yeah. right? So you can do one of two things. You can either not practice, right? And feed into being the best or being the oldest. Yeah. Because that still comes with a, with a, not only with a title, but it comes with a responsibility. Responsibility, yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you can't uphold to that responsibility, then you will get beat. And, it, you know, you didn't ask for it. You didn't ask to be the oldest. Nah. And so that's just the path that the universe or no. what that was your destiny to be that, no. which adds into the input of who you are and how yeah. you've learned and grown throughout the experiences that you've had. I didn't even ask to have certain skill sets. That's, yeah, that's a good point, too. So right. what would you say that would be one that surprised you? Uh, the ability to play basketball at the highest level okay everybody's talented everybody can if you put in the effort yeah can shoot dribble accomplish things everybody should have the opportunity to get a scholarship to go to college everybody has the opportunity to be the the leader of their team but why doesn't that happen like who chooses you to be that person right that that guy or that girl for this chosen reason and then how are you able to live up to those expectations? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So now you start weeding yourself out, right? Yeah. So that's the skill set that I was able to not only possess, but to master. I was given this opportunity and I took advantage of the opportunity and I mastered it. Mm -hmm. And it came at the ultimate price. I've lost friends. I've lost family. Mm -hmm. I've lost, I've lost love. I've lost you know, then there's the depression assessing, like all these emotions come along with this, with this experience, yeah. if you want to be the best. Yeah. So it's now a choice, right? Yeah. God gives everybody some type of skill, Yeah. right? Some type of talent, some type of treasure. Yeah. It's really up to you how you want to maximize it. It just comes at a cost. It's not what's done to you, it's what you can do to it, whatever it, it may be. It comes at a cost. Yeah. It comes at a cost. If I found that there are experiences, like you said, you shut off <clears throat> certain phases of life or people or whether it's social or coworkers or teammates and you, it starts to get a little bit more lonely, 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 the, the closer lonely. you get to that <clears throat> alignment. Very lonely. And, but what I found also interesting is that there seems to be other people that run with that same kind of character trait and heart sure. who are also very lonely, right? They just don't tell, they just don't tell. Yeah, they, they won't lonely. say it. So what no. do you think, if you were to tell people how, from your perspective and opinion, how do they become more vulnerable or authentic to be able to connect more with those other people? What, do, what would that mean or look like to you? I don't believe I can define that. It just happens. Just happens. You put yourself in the right space. Mm -hmm in the right arena, in the right room, mm -hmm. you know, you find out that there's other people like you, Yeah. right? But that doesn't happen if you don't put yourself in these, in these particular spaces. Yeah. I think that's how I define vulnerability. Okay. I don't necessarily like to be around people, right? But I know it's necessary for me to be around people at times. Yeah. I know a lot of people. I don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. So that's the, vulnerable, that's the vulnerable part that comes along when you expose yourself just to people. Mm -hmm. You're fine. It's just, you know, life is a magnet, right? People are magnets, yeah. right? And the magnets that are supposed to kind of stick together, they'll naturally and organically yeah. stick together. They find their That's way. what I listen to. Yeah. The others that you have to force and work hard, relationships, business relationships, yeah. whatever that may be, um, I, 
at my age, I've now used discernment to know I'm not forced. I don't force anything. Yeah. I don't chase after too many things, yeah. right? I try to listen to where I'm supposed to be at what time I'm supposed to be there. It may not be what time you want me to be yeah. there, right? Or what time a schedule says for me to be there because I listen to life. Yeah. You know, you look at news and you, you see on news so many tragedies that happen, you know, to people. Yeah. And you look at yourself and say, like, man, if I would have left at that time. Uh-huh. Or, like, yep. if you're driving on a highway and you know you were supposed to leave an hour before. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you chose not to leave at that time. And you see a, a fatal accident, accident mm-hmm. right? And you're like, all right, God. Yep. <clears throat> Appreciate that. Yep. Son may have called. Daughter may have called. Something may have gone on in the house, right, yeah. that you just had to take care of the last. So I just, I, that's how I listen. Right. It's a sense of intuition and a freedom of going with it. One of the things that you mentioned is you said you don't have a lot of friends, and I think that they, they, the people that, back to the magnets, there's fewer and fewer magnets the more you live in tune with yourself. And some people can take that as being alone, and some people can take that as being lonely. Yeah, and there's a difference. I, I can see that being lonely, sometimes those are the people that will push down some of those boundaries or try to connect or live more externally, which is not intimate with themselves. But then it's, if you're alone, it's okay if you're alone because you're content with who you are and what you're listening to and the space that you're filling and you don't have to distract or fill it because it's not coming from a place of void. It's just coming from a place of contentment where you are. And the only person you can blame is yourself. That's, that's right, yes. It's self-accountability for no matter what circumstance you're in. If you were to take that feeling of being alone and you were to have those moments where you were on E or you're, you, you know, we all kind of deplete at certain points, how would you recommend other people in a similar situation as you, how, how would you have them fill their tank or recommend that they fill their tank? If it's not from the filling just because there's other extra things outside mm-hmm. of you. So how would you recommend people mentally and emotionally fill their tank back up? So I can only speak for myself. My recommendations to people I, I am careful with because everybody has their own journey. Mm-hmm. But my particular journey <clears throat> involves my family. Okay. I'm a family, like, I believe I'm the best father and best dad that, that since sliced bread. Yeah. So I must make sure that I'm around my son and daughter as much as possible. That gives me life. Yeah. That is my fuel. My mom and my dad, thank God that I've been allowed and spared to see life and see their journey. They've been married for 50 years. It's amazing. Right? And I still have a mom and dad that are still married. That so those two things right there, right? Between a 50-year anniversary, right? Wow. And them still being together, both being still alive, with not any major, you know, cancers or health. That right there gives me fuel. Right. Right. My brothers and my sister, Mm -hmm. they give me fuel. And then my small circle of friends, right? And they come in pockets, they come in seasons. Absolutely, yep. Mm -hmm. That gives me purpose in life because I need a little bit, those are my ingredients. Yeah. To say, all right, they know me better than anybody else. You know, they, they know how to pick me up, right? I don't believe that they're telling me things that I just want to hear. It's right? You know that they're telling you. You understand? Real. So mm-hmm. that, is, that is what gives me life. For those that don't have parents, mm-hmm. siblings, friends, I think it's important that you, that you must wake up with 
a circle of energy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That gives you life, that gives you encouragement, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the Bible, whether it's, you know, positive, you know, morning messages in the morning, yeah. right? Whether it's, whether it's sports and getting up to, to exercise, right? So now you have to create your own family, yes. right? And it doesn't necessarily have to mean bodies. It just means something that you enjoy doing that gives you life, yeah. right? That gives you health, gives you strength the foods that you eat. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but I also incorporate that in because sometimes family isn't there. Yeah. Right? But it goes back to what you said about it being up to you for you to find what it is that gives you that fuel and being able to listen to what those elements are that are most going to fill you, whether it is family or, you know, working out or whether it is some people dive into work and right. in a, exactly. sometimes in an over-indexed way, uh, workaholic kind of a way, it works, but you have to listen so, then too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and again, that's the lonely journey, yep. right? It doesn't mean that you're lonely. It does mean that this may be something that you have to do alone, Yep. Mm-hmm. right? But there's a difference. But if that is your journey, yep. then however many years it takes, because there, there's no expiration date, yeah. right? On that, there's no blueprint to say, this is when you're going to be successful. This is when this is mm-hmm. going to happen. This is when this person is going to come into your mm-hmm. life. So. Whenever that is, like you have to, you have to live that and stay focused. Yep. But what happens is there's, there's so many distractions, right, mm-hmm. and so many excuses that you can come up with, right, that a lot of people will get off track. So if I can just say anything to the audience that's listening to me is, to stay focused. It's not easy. Yep. But the and goal. Then yeah. You don't want to fill your tank with superficial gas, right? You want to be able to make sure that it is what's meant for you and. I think sometimes that's hard for people to identify. So I love what you're saying about listening to what's out there and following your intuition, because that's going to be your internal GPS, so to speak, on how to get where you need to go. You mentioned the word success. So on the road to success, we never really arrive, right? You never really end up at a point where this is it and, hey, I'm here. We can get out of the car now. So what, when you think about success in itself, how would you define it? What does it mean to you? Success continues to evolve Mm. in my world. Okay. Success is being able to accomplish something, give gratitude to life, mm-hmm. give honor to God for allowing me to accomplish that, but what's next? Success is not holding on to what I was mm. told to accomplish and let the world know that I've arrived. That's just me. It keeps attention off of me, yeah. right? It keeps, it keeps the voices and spirits in their place, yeah. Yeah. right? It keeps life respecting me. Yeah. You accomplished this, young man, but I have more. more. Like I got more for you to. There's something else, right? Right. Success is not holding on and sitting in the king's throne, yeah, and just and, and just and, and sitting. So I've I've experienced that by accomplishing certain things, just in sports, mm-hmm. right? And thinking I've arrived, yeah, right, yeah. So you see it with athletes. Actually, just see it with professionals and yeah, and and executives all the time uh-huh. they've accomplished some whether it was a certain goal and and they from financial here. yes and, and now i don't have to do anything else but there's somebody else looking at you mm-hmm. want exactly what you want yeah. right so there's you know there's this saying you know in the, in the jungle where the lion and the gazelle they both get up at the same time in mm-hmm. the morning every morning they get up at the same time the lion has one has has one objective in mind and so does the gazelle the lion knows he has to eat and feed his family, mm-hmm. right? The gazelle, he gets up, she gets up knowing, I got to run for the run. lion every yeah. morning. Yeah. Right? 
So in knowing that like every everybody has purpose in their own and their own definition of what they should be doing, including the animals of the jungle, right? Then you have no time to <laughs> to, to to lean on, you know, what you've accomplished yeah. in my world. So that is that's my way of respecting life. Yeah. And everybody has their role and their place. And I find it interesting because people do reach the point, not only if they thought they arrived from their own goals, but maybe it's from what society expected sure. or wanted or assigned to them. Sure. But then they get there. And if, if you accept that or sit in that throne and you don't accept that there could be more abundance for you, you almost stop. You almost stop learning and stop thinking in a certain way. And you don't really know what could be next. And it's the same way the failure, right? They're, they're both um, two opposite ends of the spectrum. But if you fail and you don't get through that, you also don't know what could be next either way. So learning from either or and how they actually really tie together, it's really interesting. So talk to me about what you think about when it comes to lifting up others on this journey. We've all had tow trucks that we've needed to pick us up once in a while. Who and in what situation have you had somebody help lift you and carry you for a little bit? And, and what did that mean to you? So first, allow me to say, it's very important that you surround yourself with a team. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. A team of people that think mostly like you, not not think exactly yeah. like you. Right. But people that that can fill in these gaps and these voids where you have weaknesses. Yeah. So I've chosen to surround myself with people that are mostly smarter than me mm -hmm. and help fulfill the weaknesses that I have identified with. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say most of these uh, people I call friends. Mm -hmm. Friends can be board members. Friends can also be business partners. Absolutely. Friends mm -hmm. can also be family. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'm careful of them all. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Friends can now be my son and daughter who's Absolutely, 23 yeah. and 21 who I really can't treat mm -hmm. like children anymore. Right. Right. But I'm able to have conversations with them yeah. and enter their world, yeah. right? What helps me stay young, yeah. right? But these, this is that success to me because now it always keeps me grounded, yeah. right? I don't like hearing things all the time that just make me feel good. Right. It's nice to have that feeling, yep. but I also want to be told, hey, man, like, you messed up here. Mm -hmm. You can do better here. Have you thought about doing this? Right. These people want to meet you. Yeah. Right. So that small team, which I'm used to being a part of. Yeah. I have to have that in my next phase of life. Yeah. I've always had to have that as I've looked back. Right. So they say the only time you're supposed to look back is to connect the dots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So that's the only time I really look back. Connect these dots to see, man, these are the same patterns. Yes. Right. right? Mm hmm. Whatever else has gone wrong, my family has usually have been there. These group of fans have been there, right? When I was down and out and I lost everything. Who was there? People mm -hmm. could have, the people that did go along with me losing everything, yeah. that was their season to go also, yeah. right? For the people that stayed there with me, I have to note that. Yep. It's like the people that help you turn the mirror where you're vulnerable enough to see yourself, but the ones that help you see yourself and that way that's ever-changing, those are the ones that Gotta keep on the team. fall in that circle, yeah. Gotta stay on the team. With the whole Inroads purpose and mission of us to help inspire others, thank you again for being with us today. If you were My to pleasure. leave one parting word of advice for somebody that is listening to inspire them to find similar inroads to their own character, virtue, assignment to themselves, listening, and all those things that we've talked about, what would you sum that up to be if you were to leave them with one piece of advice? 
follow your heart. Be careful of what your mind tells you. If the heart agrees with the mind, yeah. then you have to listen to that. Yes, it's a great um, alignment. Be, beware of the wolves that are dressed up in sheep's clothing, mm -hmm. which means everybody does not have your best interests. Yeah. Unfortunately, failure is going to come along with the experience. Yeah. As you mentioned before, how you get up from the failures will determine what type of person that you are. Yeah. Be careful of being institutionalized, whether it's in school systems, mm -hmm. church systems, mm -hmm. society systems. Yep. They're built and designed for control. Yeah. If you're able to unlearn the trained mind or unlearn the learned mind, which, which means like you learn most of the information that we learn is from age seven to 17. Yeah. So depending on what you learn, what you're exposed to, a lot of times that will stay with you. Yeah. If you can somehow untrain that mind, mm -hmm. it'll take you a long way, Yeah. right? There's many people that look like you and I, but they don't speak the same language that we speak. Yeah. They don't believe in the same languages, I mean the same uh, religions that we believe in. Yeah. They don't come from the same cultures or environments. So really what makes you different from me, really at the end of the day, there is an origin yeah. where everybody came from. Yeah. So those are things, those are just, they're nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. They're not, there's not necessarily a rule book. Yeah. There's a blueprint. Yeah. So follow the blueprint follow mm -hmm. or you can create your own. Yep. Follow in someone's footsteps or you can create your own footsteps. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe in rules. Rules are broken and they're made every three to five years. There's laws that everybody wants to buy to, mm -hmm. but the rules, sometimes you have to create your own. Meant to be tested in some ways. Yes, I love it. That's Thank my you. Thank you very much. Loved hearing more of your story and appreciate your wisdom. And I'm so sure that this is going to do what our objective was, which is to help inspire so many others. So thank you so much for sharing with us, Sea Planet. Thank you. Pleasure, mine.